This is the Coffee Commune podcast, where the coffee community comes to collaborate, showcasing today another of our Coffee Commune members. Enjoy. Hi, this is Phil DeBella and uh, the Coffee Commune podcast brought to you today. Another in-residence member, Michael from the Barista Depot. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Great. Before I get started with the uh, 10 questions that I ask all of our uh, members at the Coffee Commune, uh, which gives the listeners an opportunity for them to obviously hear about your business and a bit about you and, and what's going on in the industry, uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about, introduce yourself, who you are, your position, and a bit about the business. So my name's Michael Chettle. Uh, I'm the director of Barista Depot. We've been in this field for a long, long time in hospitality, myself since the early 90s, when you can look back that far. And um, basically, in the last 10 years in the training side of it, we got a, another arm of our business, which is a registered training organisation in hospitality. Uh, and we've always trained front of house staff and also kitchen as well. We've always done a little bit on the side of trying to find staff members, especially front of house staff and also in the kitchen. Uh, so when we've done this informally for years, and now with the commune, we've just become, we've formalised it, trying to find, everyone needs staff, everyone needs somebody. Even on social media sites at the moment, people are screaming for sets of hands and we thought, well, we've been doing it for years, let's just formalise that in a uh, at the commune. Perfect. So let's get into it. It's a good segue. Question one, why have you chosen to be part of the coffee commune community? Well, as soon as I heard about it, I knew I had to be part of it. I knew that uh, from from your history in the industry and that as well, uh, I knew that uh, this commune was a place where the little players had to get support. And if we can save these guys 5 or $10 or even saving them time recruiting, not going on the big sites of the, you know, the 380 bucks here, there and everywhere, if we can help them and save time finding the right person, then basically we've saved them money and time and everyone needs to save money and save time as well. Fantastic. And I love what you said there because one thing that I say to people about the Coffee Commune, it's about empowering the startups, empowering the smaller businesses that don't normally have the resources, which is a mixture of time and money uh, and experience. And it's about really supercharging those people with that normally have less resources to now supercharge with amazing resources. So we're proud to have you on board. Two, what problem does your business solve? Again, go back to time, saving time. Um, the big part from even a business owner myself, and you'd probably be the same, is finding the right people for the right job, which is trying to find that unicorn. <laughs> Good luck trying to find yeah. the unicorns out there. The ever search. Yeah. I mean, we've got different levels of what people need. As we all know, that um, the, the gap we saw was sometimes a, a cafe or restaurant just want a set of hands to pick up plates, to clean tables, to run food out. Other places want to a fully-fledged barista that can make X amount of coffees in X amount of time. Others want a cafe manager. That's where I find the, the gap where, where the um, what we solve is. We actually solve that kind of that, that gap of what you need and want. Perfect. We'll try to fill that gap with, uh, let's hope, uh, some kind of unicorn. So just to clarify, the, um, you know, listeners can come to you uh, for any uh, position. It doesn't matter how big or small, and you'll obviously point them in the right direction. Absolutely. We've, we've got a database at the moment of different levels of staff members, anywhere from young people at school who are just looking to get into the industry or people who are basically just looking for a new job. They might have lost their job during COVID. They might have also as well just need more hours or... They just want to move on and, and, and uh, experience somewhere else. Fantastic. So question three, the biggest issue your business faces today is what? In Brisbane especially, we're all dipping into the same pool of staff. So unfortunately, the time wasters are out there where you advertise, you 
organise them for an interview, they don't turn up. That is what I feel the biggest issue is. Yeah, just a time factor. You're um, spot on, and we're experiencing it firsthand, right? That you know we don't have a we don't have a um, endless of getting someone's attention. But I tell you what, the big problem is people showing up right now. And I can't guarantee once we've interviewed them, we skill test them here. I can't guarantee they'll turn up, but we'll do everything we possibly can to give them the tools yep. to get to you as a cafe and get them there. That's the thing, trying to get people to turn up. If we that, we can make them turn up here and we can interview them and skill test them, that's a tick in our box in the first start anyway. Correct. What has been the most rewarding part of your journey to date? Walking into a cafe or restaurant or hotel and seeing someone behind the bar, seeing someone behind the machine, seeing someone cleaning up a table and say, hey, Michael, and you look at them and go, we did something to get to you to this part of your journey. Fantastic. Love um, it. Very you know, rewarding, of course. It is rewarding. And, and sometimes you may not see that person for six, eight, nine, ten months, even a year. But the funny part about it is they remember you in that journey, I yep. suppose. And, and it's really, really rewarding. And actually, you look back and go, you know what? We have a lot of... Uh, you don't hear about a lot of the wins, but when you hear that, it's it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, no, good stuff. What is a memorable piece of advice you would give to someone? This is something I've actually received many years ago, and I do it to my staff as well. Turn up on time, do what you promise, and tell the truth. Yeah. Very simple, isn't it? Hard to execute, but simple in theory. And I, I always say to people, why is your time more important than someone else's time? So turning up on time is a key. It's respect, isn't it? Absolutely. And my dad's a Vietnam veteran and he was always drumming into me about turning up on time. Yeah. Because if you don't turn up on time, anything could happen. So Yeah. yeah and it's and I tell you, time is one is is a more important resource than money. They might teach you how to manage money and in a lot of cases they don't, but people are so keen on learning how to manage money, but a lot of people don't look at how they should manage time. If you could solve one problem in the world, what would it be and how would you go about it? Uh, one problem in the world. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive mental health advocate. Uh, I know it's it's very – because we deal with a lot of kitchen, a lot of chefs, et cetera, and we see a lot of, unfortunately, mental health issues in the, in the kitchens, but I'm a massive mental health um, supporter. Uh, we work with the Queensland Rugby Union doing mental health programs as well. But if I could m- fix mental health, <laughs> that's, that's a – impossible um, solution at the moment. Just get people talking with each other and make sure that, you know, there is issues out there. If people can't, if they've lost their job or there's no hope out there, there is hope. Uh, We can, mental health is a big one. Yeah, so mental health and obviously communication and support. Let me go back because I skipped the order, but that's okay. Number six was, what is your favourite mantra, words, quotes or saying and how does it inspire you? Well, it's taken a long time to really getting a bit older now on that as well. And, and if a problem has a solution, there's no need to worry about it. Um, and I'd rather get a whole lot a whole lot of a little than a whole lot of nothing. So, yeah, is it true? So true. <laughs> I, I go back to when I was younger, everything used to stress me. But now I think there's a solution there. There's no need to worry. I said to my staff, there's, mm. look, there's, there is a solution. We might not have it now, but let's talk about it next yeah. day or two. And there's always a solution somewhere. Yeah, we drum that into our little boy. He's 11 and we talk about, and he can tell you now, but from when he was a little kid, we talk about the tunnel. The tunnel might seem long to you and you don't see the light, but the light will come. Yep. So it's up to you how, how short or how long that tunnel is going to be, but it will pass. Absolutely. And, uh, it's quite funny now, a couple of years later, to hear an 11-year-old say, Dad, remember the tunnel? It'll pass. Perfect. You know? <laughs> uh, then you know you're doing something right, of course. Uh, let's go back to number eight. What is your biggest fear and how do you deal with it? I think it's like anything like family and, and uh, all that kind of stuff in regards to taking care of them. But the biggest fear for me is is when I, in a, in a business sense, I suppose that the staff I have around me and also the people we're putting out for jobs is not representing us. 
uh, from what we promise. And I'm a massive person of whatever we promise, we deliver. Mm. And my biggest fear in business is I, I become quite stressed about that, that getting people to turn up, getting people to – and when people give us a call and say they didn't turn up, I, I get really disappointed. And that's my biggest fear is trying not to disappoint. Okay. Our client base, especially. Yeah, man, that's good. And it's a different one. I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people have fears of something, whether it's height or sharks or, you know, a lot of people fear when they're in their own business of going broke and um, your fear is a little bit different. And, and, you know, it's brand related, right? You're presenting a persona or a perception and you drive hard and work hard to live up to that. Uh, but of course, it's great if people behind you aren't doing that or people that represent you don't do that, it breaks down. So, um, you know, really, really good of you to share. But tell me, how, how do you try and deal with it? Uh Leading for, by the front. That's how I deal with it. Leading by the front, showing people what I expect um, and, and what the expectations are. And, and I'm not a yeller and a screamer. I'm a, I'm a doer. I get in front of people and, and uh, lead by example. I, I believe I do anyway. And, and I've learned over years, communication is, is a real key. Yeah. That's been the big key. And, and it doesn't matter if they're 18 or 60 that work with you. Everyone's got their own issues and everyone's got their own problems. So different communication skills. Correct. And, I'll, and I'll go back to what you said. Also, clowns. Can't stand those either. Sorry, mate. Go for it, mate. Hey, we we keep it quite tamed here. We've uh, we've, uh, on my own flashcast. I can go nuts because it's a lifestyle program and it's mine. So uh, we're quite tamed already. But I don't mind uh, people getting passionate. So uh, number nine, what lesson, experience, or moment in life has changed the way that you think? All right. So many years ago, there was a. Former Prime Minister, Prime Minister, sorry, John Howard had a thing called work choices where anyone under 100 people, you start, you could sack them for any reason at all. And I was sacked from an organisation after five years for no particular reason. I had two kids, I had a mortgage, I had a car and got everything lost. I'm like, you know, with the car. Mm. And I decided, and then I thought to myself, you know what? I decided to start working for myself then. I thought to myself, I was really unfair and I never want to be treated like that. Um, I really learned, got taught how people shouldn't be treated mm. um, and I've taken that away back about 13 years ago now and uh, now I treat people the how would you say, the right way or the way that I wasn't treated years ago. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't go down that pathway. So, And all the ideals that I was trying to implement in the business 13 years ago, now I can do that myself. Fantastic. Um, maybe they were a bit threatened by some new ideas. But uh, like anything, you, you try an idea, it fails, you try again, you try something else. So. Yeah, and, and, and I say, I, I love that because that was similar to my experience pre-Debella Coffee. I worked in a coffee company. Um, they had good product, but they never evolved. They didn't treat their people right. And at that point, you make the decision. You go on and own your own business and become just as bad as them, or you go on and you own your own business and you actually do the opposite. And of course, what you've done is the opposite of 13 years ago. You're now helping people go into build careers to, to, to get a job, to make sure that they don't have to sell their, their house their cars and all the rest of it. So you've taken that same model and gone, right, this is what happened to me that was negative, but I'm now going to turn it into a positive. So that's fantastic. And letting people know there's solutions out there. There's not uh, there's not the uh, the uh, the dead end, the, the, the tunnel. It's it actually there is solutions and we can help out. We all can help out. Fantastic. Finish this sentence. When I leave a room, I would like people to... I had a good thought about this one here. It's actually quite a good question and it's, uh, it's really interesting. I, I had a good think about that, but... The way I look at it in this day and age is when I leave the room, I want someone to say, we need him, let's call him. Yeah, and that it. could be for any level at all. It could be for your barista, could be for your, they want some school-based kids coming in from work experience, could be for a chef apprentice or a set of hands, or could generally be getting connected in the commune for that matter. So Correct. that's my big thing. When you walk out of a room, someone goes, that person had something to talk about, something to say. And I, um, you know, sometimes you, 
instead of using 100 words, using 10 words is probably more yeah, effective. Less is more. I've learned that over the years, my friend. I used to talk a lot. I probably still do. But the important thing there is my dad always said, it doesn't matter how much you talk as long as you're doing more. So um, it's a key one. Ma Michael, thanks for having the show. Michael from the Barista Depot, uh, the Coffee Commune is actually going to be working with him uh, as we speak um, or we're probably by the time this goes to air, we've already sorted it, working on making sure that our staff, uh, uh, we have the right people sitting on the right seats of the bus and Michael will be helping us sort some problems that we need to plug in terms of staff with part-timers. So uh, uh, we look forward to that. And um, if you need anything to do with staffing, uh, even if you want to ask questions, get a hold of Michael and his team. Michael, give us the uh, website. www.baristadepot.com.au And of course, uh, my trusted producer here, Gilberto Castillo from the podcast podcast boss. It's always a mouthful for me. He will um, ensure that Michael's details are on um, the link here so you can um, you know, uh, have a look at the phone number and the details as well. But um, it, obviously, it's a, a thing in our industry and this is a B2B podcast is that uh, we all have staffing issues in the industry. And one of the, um, the you know the, the great members of um, and in residence members that we're proud to have at the Coffee Commune is Michael and, and um, what he does around staff because it is a predominant, it's always in the top three issues that happen in our industry. So uh, he has helps plug a big hole and we look forward to doing some amazing stuff uh, with you, Michael, and your team. So um, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate being here. Until next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and this has been the Coffee Commune Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Commune Podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you're listening. 